Welcome to the Cannabivarum Podcast, the Cannabis Truth Podcast. I speak the language of cannabis freely and uncensored while educating my audience on the safe use of this live plant therapy. You should know what's in your cannabis, what's good and what's not. It does not come with an FDA stamp of approval yet. Using cannabis mindfully as medication is a different concept in the healthcare philosophy of the past 100 years. There's a lot to learn and consider. Cannabis is not dangerous, but it is not harmless either. This is Honey Smith Walls, a 21st century cannabis shaman, here to explain the language of cannabis in historical, political, and scientific terms so you can make educated decisions about the medicine you ingest. Hello, my friends. The language of cannabis is so interesting, so alive and so hacked by a multitude and millennium of cultures and jargon. We say things like pot card, weed, CBD, Durban poison, hemp or hash, granddaddy kush, smoking joints, dabbing concentrates, bongs for Jesus. Does that slang offend you? Would you rather I use more clinical terminology just as, you know, like medical marijuana and cannabis dispensaries? You're probably not a young whippersnapper then. Language changes with the young and the migration of people. It is alive, like ideas. I try to keep up with as much world and national news as the hours in my day allow. Most of my study is in cannabis research and how the science is changing everything. But legislation seems to be moving faster than the speed of light on things like blocking voting rights for people of color. And now we have a brand new national holiday commemorating another great lie to a whole state of slaves. Juneteenth. Ain't that special? That great lie was making a whole state of slaves believe the war was still going on, yeah, the Civil War, when it had ended two years earlier. They never let those slaves go when the war ended. They never told them the war ended. But that wasn't the first great lie of the white men of this country. Talk to the indigenous of this land. And as I have a bit of trust uh, trust issue with old white men, I'll bet it's not the last big lie. And I'm saying the quiet part out loud again. It's not women starting these fights and killing others and making war with every other person on the planet who doesn't look like them. I've been reading some books about current political shenanigans and trying to understand why some people believe more in deceit and control and fortune for a few rather than the effort it takes to care for one another equally around the globe. The question begs an answer. Where is their empathy? Is this strain of contempt for women and people of color so deeply ingrained 
that they cannot remember the pains in their hearts the first time they saw something that made them cry? The women of Texas are denigrated to begging old white men in power for the right to decide what happens in their own body. They won't let women in Texas have their own bodily governance, but guess what's coming that happened in Virginia and several other states in the other part of the 20th century. In fact, it was every state. State-sanctioned sterilization of the deplorables. You know, people of color, sluts, and gypsies. It was called eugenics, and it intended to clean up the gene pool according to the ideas of certain old white guys, including those who heavily funded the project like Rockefeller from oil, Carnegie Manufacturing, and Harriman, who sent the railroad across the U.S. The whole idea of science for some in eugenics is bigoted, ludicrous, and widespread throughout the U.S. I can only imagine the deep-seated fear of half our population, or more, as these ideas gained favor. The white man brought people of color to this country as slaves and now want to genetically carve them out of our existence? I didn't make this up. Google it. It's called eugenics. E-U-G-E-N-I-C-S. Quote, beginning in 1896 with Connecticut. Many states enacted marriage laws with eugenic criteria. Why? You know what that means? That means when my black, my black lover boy came to Oklahoma to where I was living, he and I had to figure out if it was quite all right and if he would be accepted in Oklahoma in a relationship with a sweet young white thing like me. And come to find out, they had only just dispensed of their you-can't-get-married-if-you're-a-different-race. A, uh, maybe a year before or a year after, Louie came to Oklahoma to get me. It, it was... It was it was very questionable whether we could be together in that year. It was 30 years ago. A little bit more. But crazy, isn't it? In the 90s. Anyway. <laughs> Where were we? This, this makes me insane because... Because it makes me insane. It's so stupid. Eugenics. Prohibiting anyone who was... This is what Connecticut said. That's where we were. The eugenic criteria in marriage laws prohibiting anyone who was epileptic, imbecile, or feeble-minded from marrying. That was the eugenics of Connecticut. The first state to introduce a compulsory sterilization bill was Michigan. Ain't that special? Then Pennsylvania, Indiana, Washington, California, and Connecticut. Friends, this wasn't that long ago, and God knows how many of those laws were just left on the books and ignored as time passed. Because, after all, how often have you heard that those old laws are erased from our books? 
And then the Immigration Restriction League was created by three Harvard graduates. Guess what color they were? Not female, not people of color, to monitor and slow down the influx of the wrong color coming through our borders. Inferior races coming in to mix with the, quote, superior American racial stock, end quote. The reason I'm bringing this up is to demonstrate that it only takes a handful of smart white guys to fuck up the world for everybody. But I don't like the world... Wait a minute. I don't like the world those old white fuckers try to control. It's hateful. It's harmful. It's unfair and unjust to most. How is that so unbalanced? So I decided to call it all out when I see it. All that bullshit. Yep, you'll hear it here. Admittedly, I don't like watching the sausage being made. So I keep an eye out on this industry from sort of a, you know, a distance. Like when I ditched the Democrats' politics a few years ago for the LGBTQ politics instead. It felt more personal and local and less Mitch McConnell-ish. Just watching the Border Patrol herd Haitian migrants yesterday with whips from atop their horses set a whole new pang of terror through the hearts of everyone with a heart. We cannot continue to hate and expect to make this world a better place. Hate and better don't play nicely together. We need immigrants for our country. This whole country is immigrants, you idiots. (laughs) Sorry, I do get up on my platform. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the idiots that don't see that. We need immigrants for our country. You won't go harvest our food. You, you won't have lots and lots and lots of kids to send out to the farms. You use contraception. You won't go into factories and process everything we eat. You won't drive those semis all over the nation delivering all the stuff that Americans buy. But you'll demand it. And you'll throw it away, and you'll blame government when our delicate infrastructure of processes fall apart. Would you like to see all the haters on one side of the U.S. and all the others left over to form the loving system of inclusion we want? What would that look like? The more old white man influence of hate that is amplified and allowed to continue, the harder it will be to correct it. It's hard. It's hard. You got to call it out. You got to call the bullies out. And you got to stop worrying about them just being bullies of words. Words. We've got to use our words. And 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 words instead of fists are what we're aiming for. And when somebody like Trump starts using his words as weapons and starts saying things like it doesn't matter if he's a pussy grabber, yes the fuck it does. It matters. And we don't want people like him, especially men like him, who think they can take advantage of women or anybody else. 
and then saying those things out loud to influence other men who think they can do the same thing because Trump can. And who was Trump? Our president. It's it's insane. It's utterly insane. And we've got to stop that. We are intelligent beings, intelligent creatures with logical minds, and we will use them. I'm using mine, and I'm trying to help you use yours. So for those of you who those of you who are, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You know, The more old white man influence of hate that is amplified and allowed to continue, the harder it will be to correct. But what if we turn their hateful eugenics back on them? What if we decided that anybody who spews lies and dissent will be systematically relieved of their ideas with mind-altering chemicals until proven disavowed and had a complete rebirth of mind and attitude? Or does that sound too much like mind control? Well, what do you think these old white guys have been doing? influencing the non-thinkers to adopt their ideas. How do so many people get to adulthood without the ability to reason? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we're taught from birth to believe only certain things? To believe in stuff that doesn't exist? But we're told over and over to believe and just have faith in things that don't exist? You tell me. So at this ripe older age, almost 68, I'm putting my money on science, but not the science of eugenics. That was purely corrupt in the hearts of those people who used higher education as a weapon to small, poor people of other. So we see that even science has its terrible constituents. If you'd like to read more about that era of absurdity, check out the audio version of The Genetic Lottery, Why DNA Matters for Social Equality, by Catherine Page Harden, H-A-R-D-E-N. I suggest the audio versions all the time because it allows us to multitask and listen to a speeded-up version in order to glean the information a little bit quicker. I've got a lot of catching up to do because my childhood education was so empty. And I love being able to learn about the things that interest me at my own pace, in my own way of doing something else while I'm info-mining. This makes me feel like a sponge for knowledge now, when before... I just felt detached from the historical dates and bland outlines they kept trying to make me memorize. Where does that leave us in trusting the source? Well, over the years, I've gotten to know the premier cannabis scientists and looked at their backgrounds, their cannabis philosophy, their human philosophy, their planetary philosophies, their backstories, in other words. I'm choosing my sources very carefully. I'm checking their history and bias and trying to learn the new moot information. 
One thing these scientists agree with me. We're trying to help relieve the suffering of all people on this planet and protect them from the pain of living under unjust and unholy rule. I'm saying we have to pick and choose our philosophy by comparison of others. And if you're afraid of others, then your philosophy cannot be inclusive. We have to listen to reason. We cannot drive our planet on faith in the divine. We must employ useful creative techniques in problem solving and stop telling people to be afraid of the unknown outside their own bubble. I'm afraid of the power that old white men still have over the world, especially after the previous administrative pussy grabber in chief. And I'm sure you're thinking I'm crazy for saying all this out loud and probably consider me a man-hater. As I sit here watching a picture of the former president splashed against my TV with a new scheme of deceit he's up to, still trying to make everybody believe he's still the president. Jesus God Almighty, that was so long ago. He's insane. He's a disgusting human being by all accounts. But the unlove of his parents started all that mess. You calling me a man-hater yet? <laughs> I'm no man-hater. My friends know that I don't hate men. I hate what a handful of old white men have done historically to harm certain groups of people since forever and the damage done to the planet for their own greed and gain. All the other guys on earth, no matter what color, don't act like them. So call me what you will, but a man-hater, I am not. Some of my best friends are men. Right, Jay? Right, Jonathan? Right, Max? My husband of 30 years knows I love all three of those guys and have been close friend with them for years and years. No shame in love. They balance my world with poetry, science, and music, respectively. I like, very, I like men very, very much, thank you, for their strengths and their courage and their vitality. But the actions of those few over the millennium have been devastating for most people around the world. We have to flip that scenario, and I think we can by highlighting the corruption and creating the good storyline for the public to follow. We still need to teach other people how to treat each other, especially after all the religions have taught them that other religions are bad. Only that religion is the one true way. Otherism is insidiously woven into our everyday life through our religions, every denomination. We must change our language and give others a new way to be included with us. Know what helps expand your thoughts? Yep, cannabis. That psychoactive compound we call THC can fire new ideas in that um, your, let me say that again, that psychoactive compound we call THC 
can fire new ideas that your previous state of mind could not. It can afford breakout thoughts that inspire a new attitude of patience and understanding, of compassion and empathy. It can be a new faucet of ideas that you might never consider or even allow yourself to think about in such ways. We have the tools to make change without harm. But we've got to stop letting the wrong ideas prevail. We've got to start amplifying the right ideas and make inclusiveness the new order of the day. Stop panicking society with what-ifs and create the picture of getting alongness and cooperation we prefer to see. Everybody helping. Every equal opportunity, free education for everyone that creates the innovation we need to succeed. Need is the mother of invention. Did you hear about those six Afghani teen girls who created breathing machines out of old car parts for their hospitals that are so desperate for equipment and supplies during this pandemic? The same Afghani girls who now fled in exile of their country so they could continue to study and learn, continue to be helpful to humanity. Because, you know, the Taliban has taken over now and there's no room in their world for intelligence or modernity. I weep for humanity with ancient stupidity like that to combat but culling certain kinds of people out of the modern equation through the scientific ideas of eugenics sterilization isn't right either. Those same kind of people won't let women have abortions at will, but when you see what they did to the undesirables in all 50 United States at the same time Nazi Germany was murdering Jews and gypsies for Hitler, then it's pretty com a pretty compelling reminder to straighten up before it happens again. There is an asinine priority of locking out immigrants from our country that's been ongoing for years. Our society has disavowed logic and reason to let men with criminal intent rule their corrupt governing political party. I'm talking about the Republicans. That path is doomed to unhappiness and discontent. I'll be calling it out wherever I see it. I'm not waiting for you to get your shit together anymore. From now on, you catch up with us. Oh, that sounded a bit rank, didn't it? Can you tell I'm tired of that mindless, literally mindlessness of bigotry and misogyny? Well, soon cannabis is going to begin making its sweet relief known. And the scientists, clinicians, pharmacists, and advocates like me will be here to help you wade through all the bullshit of the legislators in the pockets of Big Pharma, tobacco, alcohol, cotton, and oil. Once cannabis can have proper banking, proper marketing abilities like Big Pharma and alcohol, and can establish good standardized business practices throughout the country that protects the consumer from harm, then we're getting somewhere. 
Because no matter what color you are, what gender you prefer to be called, who you love, or what you do, cannabis is more like the definition of Jesus than the actions of the people who call themselves Christians. Oh my cow! Did I just say that out loud? Hey my friends, I wanted to tell you a little something personal. It's a little painful, <laughs> a little embarrassing, and a little nothing I can do about it except be patient story. I've been telling y'all to go to my website at canopiverum.com for at least six or eight months now, and the big elephant in the room is that there's been some crazy issues trying to publish my site. It was up for a long time, then it was down, then I got it back up again, and now, well, now I'm just working as fast as I can behind the scenes, and it'll be, it'll be up again soon. It's in remake. So, I'll let you know ASAP. But in the meantime, I still want to be helpful. And if you're trying to find cannabis therapy and you need a little help, here's where to start. Go see your family doctor for a copy of your current diagnosis. You want to involve your primary care physician in your lab work to watch your progress with cannabinoid treatment. Then you'll find a cannabis doctor who can teach you what you need to know about that. And finally, you'll visit a dispensary for medical grade cannabis products. Those are three easy steps to remember. One, two, three. Bada bada bing. But that's the short version. And with so much to consider in this new cannabinoid therapy, it's best to inspire your regular doctor to keep an eye on you during the whole process through your lab work. See, your doctor's going to have to order that lab work for you, and that's where you're going to convert him. So please visit my other website at honeysmithwalls.com. That's right. It's just my name, honeysmithwalls.com. There you'll see a Dear Doctor letter that'll help start that conversation between you and your family doctor to get them on the same page with you about trying new cannabis therapy. And the letter refers your doctor back to trusted sources for scientific research on the matter. Visit HoneySmithWalls.com today. And thanks again for joining us for the Cannabivarum podcast wherever you listen. Pax Vobiscum, my friends. Now that you're armed with your own weapon of communication, let's run through the basics of cannabis before we say goodbye. If you're new to this live plant therapy, you know, first things first. Go get a diagnosis from your family doctor and let her know that you've decided to try cannabis therapy. If you're shy about starting that conversation, don't forget the letter, you know. You've got that. You can visit my site for that Dear Doctor letter. It'll open that conversation for you. Take your diagnosis and records to a cannabis specialist doctor, a pot doctor. There you're going to learn the best therapy for you and what to look for when you go to a dispensary or even to just an over-the-counter CBD shop to buy your medicinal cannabis products. At this point, you're going to be very wary of contamination in your live plant therapy because it can make you worse than you already are, sicker. So you'll be asking for the proof 
that there's no contamination in that product by checking the third-party lab test on it. If it does not have a third-party lab test, do not buy that product. Go elsewhere, period. That's the bottom line. And finally, at home, you'll begin the discovery process to find your sweet spot, which is the amount of product you need to feel relief and no more. It's a process that takes a few days, and for some, maybe a few weeks. Everyone has a different dosage, but every doctor I know says the same thing about that. Dose makes the poison. A little bit may help and be just perfect for the fix, but too much will cause adverse reactions or more. So there you have it. The more people we inspire to use this live plant therapy for relief of everything under the sun, especially the hateful attitude, the less we'll have to endure. That's my philosophy. Paxvobiscum, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. You've been listening to another Cannabivarum podcast with 21st century cannabis shaman Honey Smith Walls about the importance of using safe hemp and marijuana products. The process of taking your records with your symptoms and diagnosis to a cannabis specialist can lead you to the correct cannabinoid therapy for your best results. Otherwise, you're just your own guinea pig looking for answers without any foundational knowledge or ability to determine the best choices, unless otherwise proven by a reputable third-party lab test. Please be advised that all street wheat is contaminated. It may do grave harm to a patient with a delicate immune system. I challenge you to check the veracity of my statements in each episode by checking the medical citations posted on my podcast blog at the com website. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-A-V-E-R-U-M dot com.